Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another edition of the Better Together podcast. I'm your co-host, Rosario Picardo. And I'm Callie Picardo. And today we have with us Reverend Dr. F. Willis Johnson. He is a third-generation educator, a spiritual entrepreneur, an elder in the West Ohio Conference of the United Methodist Church, and as a church planter, which if you know any of Roz and my story, we just think church planters are wonderful. He started Wellspring Church in Ferguson, Missouri, a predominantly African-American intergenerational urban parachute church plant. And his current church that he started is called Living Tree here in Ohio. Um, But he has a passion for working for justice, healing, and reconciliation. He is the author of the book, Holding Up Your Corner, talking about race in your community. And he just wants to help people live out their faith. And so today we're going to be talking about what it means to live out your faith in the public square. Willis, welcome to the Better Together podcast. We're so glad to have you with us. I'm I'm grateful and humbled to be here with the the dynamic duel. Good morning. Well, Willis, as we're starting out, what would public square? I mean, does that mean Christians all need to run for office? What is it? What is the public square? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, not everybody needs to run, as uh, as obvious um, sometimes. But no, public square. Uh, just fundamentally, uh, in our working definition, is uh, that space that extends beyond. Um, uh, your your threshold, your porch, your door, uh, into the larger spaces that invite and and house uh, all the others and all of us. Um, and it, it can be as high as uh, the things that we often associate. It is and can be, but not just legislative politics or electoral politics. Uh, it can and, and is, but not only uh, forms of activism and, 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 and civic participation, uh, but even just the natural uh, call of being a neighbor brings us beyond our own space and place, our four walls and our four and no more, to uh, into the larger kinds of um, spaces and responsibilities and opportunities that make up community, that make up society, that make up the world. And I believe we have both a divine invitation and imperative uh, as people of faith, particularly in the Christian tradition, to, to live in a particular way, uh, with particular ethos and with particular pathos of practice, um, so that our witness uh, and also our worship to God uh, is fully embodied, embodied and uh, expressed um, in the world. And that's one way to do it. That's awesome. So it's it's really taking it one step further in terms of our faith, where we talk about we want to pray for peace. We want to uh, pray for all the happenings in our country. But then how do we address legislation? How do we address um, 
the tangible ways of being able to change things here on earth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Very much so. Very much so. Very much so. And it's not limited either. I mean, it's not, it's, there are not uh, singular issues of, of faith, of faith informed concern. All things that happen and are happening uh, for those of us who profess uh, uh, relationship and, and connection uh, uh, in faith with God and in our tradition through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, um, there's a little bit more expected with that and that the concern uh, is broad sweeping. <laughs> the concern is not just for a few, but for all. The concerns are not just about the start of life, but the continuum of life and then the life that we that we are offered uh, everlasting. Uh, and so we, even though we may leave this place, we're also encouraged uh, uh, and strongly incentivized, I must say, because the benefits are out of this world, to leave a legacy and to leave places and spaces and relationships um, in the physical sense of, of creation, uh, in the uh, relational sense of, of who we are one to another and create as, as the created. Um, and I think if we avail ourselves to, to um, a lar- an ex- more expansive perspective, um, then I think it would be helpful for, for, for any and all of us to find at least that place in space in the public square where we can live into what I think is, is, is both our faith and form responsibility and witness. Now, Willis, this has some theological roots from scripture. Uh, uh, I know where, where do you see some of the folks in the Bible living this out as good examples? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm one of those bad preachers. Uh, I, I Google everything now and I got a Bible on my phone. And so my grandmother would probably be very upset with me that I can't pull out my sword and my shield and go book chapter verse, uh, and, uh, and teaching, uh, now, uh, it, 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 uh, uh, you just kind of kind of swap over. So I'll do the generalizations around the in the Old Testament uh, in antiquity times. Uh, you know, we 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 have examples of 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 how faith informed practice of 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 the relationship and community. I mean, obviously, we have the modelship of Moses, who is who is not only a liberator. Uh, in Exodus, <laughs> got that one right. Good job. Uh, but but also uh, now has to help uh, nurture uh, and facilitate uh, living uh, in community and a people living in community that have to build uh, a structure of 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 operation and collaboration um, with one another and self and, and self reliant in, in uh, counter to what they came out of. And so even what we have is our modern day court system, mm-hmm. our tort court or our civil court uh, is uh, has has its its roots and its reverberations from what was what was offered up by by Moses, his father in law, who probably got tired of hearing his then uh, newly bride complain about how her husband was always dealing with billable hours down at the law firm and how could we, you know, get this under control. We also have other examples as as that generation and other generations are evolving across the life of what is uh, the people of Israel and the nationhood, uh, an exemplary 
uh, or the example of who we ought to be um, uh, in faith, uh, who are in places that are not necessarily where they expect it to be. You know, it took them a little while to get to the promised land. It took them a little while to get to the places that they were fully destined. And, but in the process, uh, they are invited. There's a place in scripture where, where the Lord specifically says to people, hey, you're going to be here for a while. So how about this? Pitch a tent, find some land. You got some keys? Um, you know, well, they better find some find somebody around here to marry. Uh, and, they, and they might not be, uh, you know, they might not have had a bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> I heard somebody complaining the other day about every commercial they watched on TV had uh, couples on them that don't usually look like couples that would be together. Well, that's the Bible, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. Old Testament. And then the fast forward, you know, uh, obviously skipping through the intertestamental time uh, into the, you know, to the to the New Testament and to the Second Testament. And we see, you know, just in a broad scope, um, uh, you know, we look at Pauline witness and this idea of both citizenship and a ba- ambassador or being an emissary, a representative of something and somewhere else, but living amongst people. Uh, and so this interesting kind of, uh, of uh, duality that particularly Paul lives into. Uh, Paul mm-hmm. is very, very adept uh, and, and, uh, and um, useful. Uh, he's very political. I mean, you, we know how he got his start on one side uh, of 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 the of the equation and fence, and how he, you know, obviously changed sides. So we shouldn't be we shouldn't be alarmed or or or, or alarmed when when people have a change of perspective, ideology, when they are no longer a particular type of partisan, um, and or when they rise above their partisan uh, disposition, but. But in that, very simply, there's this model ship that even Paul and others and really the struggle in most of those uh, parachurch communities that Paul plants, <laughs> those church plants, he's helping people to do a couple of things. The intramural or the internal work of aligning, assigning, uh, living and uh, becoming what they should be one with another as representatives of God, but then also many times helping to 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 encourage them and even reconcile what they are going back and facing in their everyday ordinary lives as they leave from the the safety and uh, sanctity of of the the worship space or the communal space that makes up their church or their house church back into the working spaces and into the larger responsibilities of, of the society, particularly of the Roman or the empirical empire. And no better set up than this, ladies and gentlemen. Well, in Lent, you have this great dueling parade on Palm Sunday of the incumbent that no one of you know, <laughs> and the new Jack <laughs> and of this empirical order and this now prophetic and and uh, and uh, um, righteous or divinely right order of representation, not of authority on earth, mm-hmm. but really the inverting of the very pyramid of the of, of the hierarchy or the Maslow, what we would call Maslow's hierarchy, very inverting of the pyramid. Um, that's that is in the Bible. And yeah. if we're honest with ourselves, that is also sometimes the challenge, the conundrum, but also the call and the charge of our faith in these times. Mm-hmm. 
Willis, I love it because you've named people that really did have a political leadership role, but then you have Jesus Christ who said, I'm not going to become king the way you want me to become king. I'm going to do it in a different way that looks very different, living out my faith. And I know we've got listeners listening today that are thinking, well, gosh, I'm not the leader of an organization. I'm not in politics. I'm maybe an elementary school teacher, or I'm I'm working at McDonald's today, or, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just trying to make it in the business world. Like, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to start a business. Like, I'm, uh, how do I, how do I, is, is there a role for me? I mean, I'm probably yeah. not going to run for office. I'm not <laughs> a leader yeah. leader, but, you know, yeah. how do I then in the public square in a practical way, live differently in a way that has influence in the world around me. Yeah. The public square, ladies and gentlemen, is more than our, is more than what we have as our um, democratic small D um, design. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that, that in um, ideally inherently The, the 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 founders and the writers of much of our history and cost in terms of constitutional history and and, na- and nationhood even with all of their flawed and <laughs> and and unique qualities <laughs> dispositions reasoning and and backgrounds uh aim to do a couple of things they at least thought they were doing <laughs> the right thing by uh, finding a way for everyone as best as possible as a citizen, uniquely defined, we know, <laughs> evolved over time and still in question in many places and places. But there was an invitation that, 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 that all or more than just uh, them they, themselves would uh, have an opportunity to participate, have some voice, um, some connection, some offering to what would result as um, the impact of us all. They knew that uh, and believed that um, individuals in, in collection made up whole. Now, we have to wrestle with the fact that that was aspirational, but not actualized. And before we beat them up too bad, we need to hold that tension and that question and and critique on our modern day selves and and operation. But it's more than just voting once every quadrennial, four years. It's more than than running for elective office. You made a good point. It starts where you're at. A few years back, we wrote a book called Holding Up Your Corner. And basically the concept was that you don't, you can, you can go across the world and, and feed people and plant whales and, and make sure there's water in and, and places where, you know, it's desert and it's typically not a sewage or water main system anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, and that's not to demean people. I'm just saying, but, but. If you go all the way to South Sudan or Mozambique and you don't go to Michigan, yeah, damn you. 
Or yeah. if you don't give water to the person that you walk past at the convention center or the, the off ramp or, you know, it that's the that's the the invitation. The invitations can be lofty, but they're more probably localized and less arduous, less demanding than we make it. Uh, and so when we wrote the book, Holding Up Your Corner, that the, the real concept was to help people in their everyday, ordinary kind of uh, expression and experiences uh, be more attentive and see what we have been purposely, in some cases, omittedly or by uh, uh, commission or omission, not mm-hmm. seeing, uh, being intentional about how we allow people to name themselves and their experiences and their narrative and be open to the hearing and sharing and uh, identifying them and their experiences as they wish to have them identified. Even if I don't think I would want to be identified, named, or have a similar narrative, that's not the nature of this more perfect union. That yeah. was the space. That was the that was the space that in the latitude that was uh, aspired for as related to who we are as a nation, because there's a lot of other places and these very people, though they took on a lot of the oppressive, oppressors, act, you know, characteristics, they were less oppressive. Uh, so let them tell it. Uh, <laughs> but but how are we any different? We, we do the same thing. Yeah. I'm not as an extreme Christian as that person. Yeah, I'm not. As, <laughs> yeah, you know, so. So uh, and then lastly, uh, in that in that small work, we we challenge people to acknowledge, to affirm and then to act, to just take take steps or find ways to um, be different, do different, live differently. Um, And so my invitation from your question is uh, between that and then John Maxwell, who wrote who's written a whole bunch of books on leadership. I'm I'm sitting as I look at my 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 shelf. I got a half a shelf that's just. John Maxwell books. I'm like, I didn't even read all those, but they look good on the shelf. But anyway, um, the, the one that really is most memorable to me, and, and we all have our own John Maxwell books, depending if you're in sales or where you're at. Um, and I don't think people appreciate that he was a, a person um, of faith, grounded in faith. I believe he was a, uh, he was clergy at one time. He was a minister. Uh, he, he starts a lot of his expressions uh, with anecdotes of, of times in ministry. Um and he got out. Hmm. Anyway, for another show. In his book, 360 Degree Leader, I think out of all of his writings, it is the most simplistic and the most applicable uh, uh, offering of his, of, of, of his tre- treasure trove of work. He talks about that he defines, um, he defines leadership or the power of leadership through influence. Mm-hmm. And he talks about being a 360 degree leader, um, framing it in a business model of things like 360 degree interviews and evaluations where everyone that you touch or that is in, in connection to you, you know, has has involvement and orientation around your work and you with them. Uh, well, he takes that to another level and says, at any place and any point of position within an organization, a person can be a leader yeah. by the influence they exude or exhibit or, or present. 
I don't think we as Christians understand that about who we are. It's not a track. It's not getting people converted and, you know, suffocating them, trying to underwater. All that stuff we invite people to do is real dangerous. Drink blood, eat, 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 eat body. You know, no matter how sophisticated we try to be and separate ourselves from others, that it's not incarnate. It's not the real thing. We're not cannibals. That stuff sounds weird. You take babies and do what with them? Are you out of your rabbit mind? You people are. And, and so, but what if we just ask people, you don't have to change. You don't have to come to church on Sunday. I know that's bad for business. I'm sorry, Rosario. I, 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 I almost choked myself for saying it. But what if I told you, guys, less concerned about you sitting up in church and clapping for me and saying amen, and you and more concerned about when you leave, do you tip the waitress or waiter? Do you treat them with decency, not as a subordinate or an inferior, but as, as a peer and as an other? And do you, would you be open to lobby for a fair wage for them? Yeah. And it's, everyone's got a sphere of influence, whether you know it or not. And, you know, how are you using, as well as you said, you know, your gifts of listening, how are you listening? Where are you building relationships that matter? And so, um, Roz and I love connecting people. We, we like being connectors. And so who am I connecting? Who am I giving access and influence? Is it just people that look like me? Is it just people that are at the same socioeconomic level? Who can I connect in? And I'm a fundraiser for a living. That's my ministry. So how am I getting resources to those who need them to be able to live into their God-given calling? But also where are we noticing things that might be unjust that could change, that could be better? And so just a little example. Um, I had Ross and I had our first baby, and that's the first time I ever really looked at the maternity leave policy. And I said, "Oh goodness, we could do better." So I waited <laughs> until after I'd yeah. done my maternity leave <laughs> under the old policy, and then said, "Can we look at this? Is there a better way we can honor the women in our workplace and the men too? Is there some paternity leave? Is what about adoptive parents? You know, how can we change the policy that?" Those in power might not be having babies. They might not be looking at like it, but how can we raise the questions and say, you know, is is there a better way? And you might get hit with a no, but if you never try, if you never step out on risk, you, you don't know what'll happen. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's very important. I mean, that is, that's uh, for my grandmother's sake, that's somewhere in Corinthians where we're supposed to, you know, look to people uh, look more fondly and want for more for others as much as not more than we want for ourselves. You know, there's scripture for that. Uh, we're blessed to be a blessing. I know where that scripture is. There's in Genesis. It's chapter 12 somewhere around verse two or something like, I bless you to be a blessing. That's only because that was an election there this week. I don't be impressed. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, for I, I joke about that, but I, I do it for a reason. And it is to, to, um, help people understand that um, I always say this to, to those that I work with congregations and things. I said, I may not know everything that's in the Bible, but I know everything that ain't. <laughs> okay. And I, and I, and, 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 and I said, that comes from a deep place. That's my own spiritual autobiography. I grew up with the the characters of Esther Rowe on Sanford and Son with the big Bible. And every time she came in, she'd come in saying, hallelujah, praise God. And before she left with Fred, she called him a beady-eyed fool and want to hit him over the head with her Bible. Uh, and I remember growing up with people who knew a lot of book, chapter, and verse, but never loved. 
they knew a lot of Bible and they quote a lot of Bible, uh, but they they never they ne- it never aligned with 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 their lives and so forth. And that was impressionable on me. And so I'm just the opposite. I rather tell you what the Bible you know roughly says, and have you work towards aligning it versus you memorizing it, but not living it. And that's the ultimate charge and call. And you said it best. Where are you at? What is it and how is it that you're experiencing life? If it's good, how when you want to share it, you know, mm-hmm. does, <laughs> does a father or parent keep bread from their child? When Jesus talks about that, that ain't just about how Jesus wants to bless us. That That's supposed to correlate in how we engage other folks. And so my wife's an educator. My wife is diligent and faithful and committed. I'm not just saying that because she's my wife. She's been that way before she married me. Um, But we also have an understanding that she's teaching and, and, and depositing and investing and working because she knows and wants that for our son and our children. We want to be able to send our children and know that when they go somewhere, they're getting treated, if not the same, prayerfully better. Uh, than 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 at home, and we try to live into that. Uh, you know that that is that believe it or not is impactful to the public square or to the larger others. It makes a difference. I think what you're talking about, Will, is, is summed up really well in James, where he says, "Don't be like the person that looks in the mirror, walks away, and forgets what they look like." When we read scripture, let it change the way we are, live it out. And you've given us some beautiful ways to live it out in the public square. Thanks for joining us today and for giving us some good food for thought and a challenge with it. Absolutely. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you. Well, friends, share this podcast with someone that needs some hope, inspiration, um, and also to be challenged um, in their thinking and not just in what they believe, but how they practice their beliefs, as Dr. Johnson uh, brought to us today. And remember, uh, we are better together. God bless.